do we have comedy energy anymore? I don't think we do. We took a whole week off for Christmas and our comedy energy's dissipated. I don't know where my comedy's gonna come from today because all I've got is... No. Peanuts. You're shaking some peanuts around. My comedy energy's now gonna get a little bit more sporadic because for the YouTube viewers, they can see... My brand new filming space with all of this room. I'm going to become the show. I know it's a podcast for audio listeners, but I feel like I can really start to incorporate more Chris Farley comedy in it. Like that good, good pratfall humor or like spit takes. I feel like that's really the energy I'm going to bring to this new year of BS. Um, I, uh, I did recently see that movie that just came out called Bombshell. <laughs> what? Bombshell? I know, it's a barrel of chucks. <laughs> which is... <laughs> what? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load. And I'm talking about a load, a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet, featuring the two best damn men of all time. And I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E. That's right, it's Blake Tanner. And we are coming at you in the future from the past, because you'll be listening to this in 2020, baby. But for us... You're going to be listening to this next week, next month, next year, next decade, next fucking century, baby. What the fuck is this? Who is this magical time man? Oh, it's the space boy, Scotty Moore. That's right, baby. And I've discovered this little extra bit of room I've gotten from the new studio is all I need for the fucking energy to start up this program. I went everywhere. I went back to the whiskey nook to talk over to fridge city everywhere i can move about am i friend city yeah i said fridge city but no oh no hold on yeah i'm in friend city now baby <laughs> yeah friend city bitch oh so uh, we did just get through christmas how was your uh holiday week man i cried Again, like this is two Christmases in a row. I cried. Why? Just all of it was dookie. I, they had the big old present, the present mountain, and they were like, Scotty, Merry Christmas, Santa brought you all these gifts. Opened it all. Duty. They gave me <laughs> duty in all of them. They gave you, I thought you were going to say, man, there's this huge mountain of presents, and then I woke up. <laughs> And you might think this is an analogy. No, real duty and all these presents. I don't know how they harvested it. It was in everything. There was actual shit in my presents, damn it. <laughs> what is this? Who is this new character? I don't know. I'm old man Tom. We shit in your presents, Tom. I probably deserved it. I did a lot of horrible things back in the war. <laughs> well... I mean, yeah, Christmas was very good to me, in all honesty. For those of you who are wa who watch on the YouTubes or the Twitch, you can see we got a big-ass BS for the wall. A, just a giant metal BS logo, which was awesome. Uh, we I got a bottle of Lagavulin 16, which my dad presented to me in, like, a wooden, bo <laughs> wooden box. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Then I opened it and was like, Daddy... 
Papa, another? Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I'm so glad you got so many great things for Christmas. Hey, where's that BS, where's that BS metal thing that you sent my way? It didn't it didn't come in the mail. I'll be honest, my dad could probably get one for you. I mean, if you want one. Uh, I got a new I don't know. I still have to I still have to worry about how much it looks like an SS logo. It does. There was one day I was sitting with it just staring like how much cropping would it take to make this thing look like a swastika? And luckily, it, it takes some doing to get there, so we're not in too much of an issue with it. But it does look very much like an SS logo, but it's the BS logo. It's a B, sir. Yeah. <laughs> know your alphabet. Exactly. Uh, so, got all of that, got a new cask to make whiskey in, so I'm gonna make some very good whiskey. Oh, and, um... This is probably the dumbest thing that I came to fall in love with that I got during Christmas. But at one point, my dad, who is very good at knowing what people want and knowing what to give them. He like he gave us laptops, even though I didn't ask for a laptop. I got a lot of good shit, new cameras, new webcams, everything. And so he's essentially point, like he's like you with gifts. That's where you got it from. Exactly. And then at one point, Blake he did just give us water bottles. <laughs> That's good dad right there. Every single one of us got water bottles. And That's like, a good dad right there. And I was like, why the fuck do I need a water Dad, I got a water bottle. He goes, no, but look. It's got a little secret compartment that you can put liquid in, like Mio flavorant. And then when you sip it, it'll taste like grapes or oranges or whatever you want. And I'm like, Dad, what is this new voice you've got? And he's like, I don't know, son. This is just the new energy I'm bringing into 2020. Yeah, son, this little compartment fits whatever the hell you want. Juices, flavorings, alcohol. Blake, this is not a lie. When my dad... When my dad gave it to me, he said, well, they could probably put the Mio in it, but I figure we could put bourbon in ours. I was like, fuck, hell yeah, dad, party, let's go. Which, by the way, I do have, uh, I have brought my dad on the whiskey train with us, by the way. So dad is on the whiskey train with us. Oh, good. So he'll, we have another passenger to take with us and be pretentious with. Exactly. Now, do you have any, um, what did you get for Christmas after all the great things I got? Really quickly, before before we get into that, so your water bottle, yours has got, you kind of got a sippy thing going on. You got that straw action. But do you have a water bottle, sir, that just kind of does the poof? <laughs> does, it, does it do the poof? Does it do does a it kinda, poof? Do you press a button and does it explode open? Well, mine doesn't because it has to... Poof. That, the straw is what puts the bourbon in my mouth from drinking the water. Without the straw, I would be useless. I'd only be drinking water. So you get a little bit of bourbon with all your water you're sipping. Yes, exactly. Or do you put bourbon in the water bottle and water in the little compartment? <laughs> yes, just water it down perfectly enough, just a little bit. Um, oh, also, I should say, I almost punted my seven-year-old son... Because the son of a bitch did not react with pure joy and adulation. And I'll be honest, no tears were shed when we told him he was going to Disney World. He was just like, oh, cool. That's all right. Awesome. I'm going to go play with this dumb fucking drone that I got. And I was sitting here like, you abs- I'm about to punt you across this living room. How dare you? 
Uh, so you're finally learning what it's like to be a stepdad. It's rough, dude. It's rough, my dude. And then we played Luigi's Mansion, and I had to come with exi- come to existential grips with the fact that the creature known as Gooigi exists. <laughs> oh, you mean the fact that it's like the scariest way to deal with multiplayer? They were just like, what if there's a Luigi, but it was made of cum? And it's like, no! <laughs> no! They, called him, they call him Splooigi. Splooigi! <laughs> yes, he is a Luigi made completely of spoot. Exactly. Oh man, so your your Christmas. I see you've got a tennis racket behind you. Was that part of it or No, I just bought that in an estate sale. I told you about that a few weeks ago. Um, so I got the only thing I asked for, which was a bunch of clothes, baby. <laughs> I got so many pants. I needed so many new pairs of jeans. I got socks. I got shirts. I got cups. No, I did not get cups. I'm sorry. I got carried away. Yeah. Um, I also did get something that I've wanted for a while. Mm-hmm. Haven't opened it yet. Really, really excited, though. Because your boy right here is the proud owner of an air fryer. That That's a Blake Tanner move right there. <laughs> that's a Blake Tanner move right there. I'm- I'm so looking forward to getting some chicken tenders. Yeah. Battering up those bad boys. Putting a little bit of oil on them. Okay, I was like, I was like, is that going to work s- in an air fryer? putting those bad boys in the air fryer and just letting it all coalesce. Just letting it all make something good. I'm going to do everything with it. I do chicken, I do french fries, onion rings, fried catfish. Blake, you know it's just like a tiny convection oven, right? It ain't like real frying. It's just like a tiny convection. I've been watching the Bon Appetit videos, and that boy who who cooks eggs 50 different ways because he's a pervert is always dissing <laughs> on the air fryer. I need to do, I do need to watch this. If you do it with oil and then an actual, like, like, if you set it up, you can do frying in that way. Yeah. Um, but you've got to be real good about it. Or just have all your shit pre-battered. Which is probably what I'm gonna do, but I I kind of wanted to do... I, I want to test it. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I don't know if we talked about this on the show, one of my favorite quotes from, uh, from Dragon Con Weekend came when, it was after the live show, we stayed up really drunk and then went, went back to the room and I... Was it bacon? It was like 50 different ways to cook bacon or something? Yeah, what is his... What is that guy's name? Because I... I in a stupor because we just did a live show, drank a good bit, and like we just like were flying high on life. What's that dude's name? It's one of the Bon Appetit guys. So if you look up blank ways to cook blank, you'll find him. But my favorite is the fact that the following morning I fell asleep during it. I woke up and you were just kind of staring out wide eyed like you just got clockwork oranged and you just go, there's so many fucking ways to cook potatoes. There's so many ways to cook potatoes, Scotty. You fell asleep during the video where he was cooking potatoes. Yeah. And he had been cooking potatoes for a good 15 minutes, and it kept going. (laughs)
I don't know if I was in some weird-ass time warp, or if just Shawn Michael and I were so transfixed on it. I don't fucking know what we did, dude, but we, I swear, we watched potatoes get cooked for two hours. I, I forgot that our roommates are named Sean and Michael, and for some reason I thought you were like, me and, me and WWE Hall of Famer Sean Michael were just fucking wrecked on potatoes. He was so chill about it, too. Oh, man. So, yeah, Christmas was good. I did cry. That's not a joke. I did cry at one point, but we won't get into this because this is a happy show for happy people, I guess. I'm trying to think if there's, like, any other big presents I got. I don't think of anything. Like, I got another Brian Brushwood puzzle box. Solved it in, like, three minutes because he's getting fucking sloppy, Brian. I'm calling you out right now. (laughs) Uh, you just send that message via jury and he'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> message Justin like, hey bud, tell Brian he sucks ass. Fuck you. <laughs> That's how we start our first podcast rivalry. Exactly. No, we've had plenty in the past. We can't. But Blake, I uh, Christmas is over. It's a brand new year. We got to get back into what this show is all about. And this show is about coming up with ideas to sell to Hollywood so we never have to do a podcast ever again. Ah, yes. Getting money. And my original idea was very much inspired by the fact that we were going to go see Monster Jam on Sunday. (laughs) And I did want us just to create the most perfect monster truck of all time. But then I looked it up and someone did make a Donkey Kong monster truck that looks like you took Donkey Kong's skull flesh and stretched it over a monster truck. It is absolutely horrifying, so I know we can't do anything better than that. Now, hold on. I've got an idea. A real quick one. No. It can really help with our SEO, though. Uh-huh. What if we make a Shrek monster truck? <laughs> and the horn, the horn goes, Donkey! Every time you hit it, Donkey! And you have to put him into a battle royal with the Donkey Kong monster truck. Yes! But no, I decided instead what I wanted to do is something that we've never really done before, and it's something that will actually happen. Okay. And I've been really dipping my toe in the whiskey well lately. If you listen to me again, it is kind of a sad story of a man's life falling apart, but in real life, it's okay. Um... (laughs) So, I actually want to do something, and I've already shown you kind of the prototypes for what I want to make of it. It's called Southern Mythology. And in the past, I did, I wanted to write a book called Southern Mythology and have it be kind of like, you know, all of these different, like, people in, like, when, when Georgia was a prison colony, they would all be hanging out and telling their own mythological stories. I want to do something a little different now. And yes, I'm doing this entirely because there's a shit ton of Southern Mythology merch on merch.aloadupyourbs.com and we need to get it out. We need to get it out there quick. So you kind of put the cart before the horse on this one, huh? But instead, what I want to do, because I thought about, like, how could we take our love of whiskey and do something with it? Like, could we do a whiskey review channel or something like that? And I thought, oh, oh. no, this is how we create the the whiskey cryptid. The whiskey <laughs> That could be part of this, because what I want to do is, about every month or so, we have a Southern Mythology episode. And in the Southern Mythology episode, each of us will bring to the table a whiskey that we really enjoy, do a full tasting of it, 
and from that create a story based on the whiskey. We can take everything from the bottle design to the name to hints of cherry and whatnot that we get off the nose, and from it, we have to make a full story. This may not fucking work. I don't know yet, but it does give us an excuse to drink whiskey for an hour. I needed one before? <laughs> okay, so you've got a you've got a whiskey in mind, I'm guessing, tonight, right? I do have one in mind, and it's one that is technically a Christmas gift because I did steal it from my dad. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, I was going to give it to you, but... No, 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 Like no. you did with all of my Christmas gifts. No, 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 you've still got one bopping around here. I've got to catch him, but it's fine. Um, I'm bringing... Some a classic, if you will, one that I didn't think I would be a big fan of, but turned out to really enjoy, Buffalo Trace. And I would, if we do, we want to start off with the bottle and analyze if there's anything we can get from it because it could. There's be, a buffalo on that bottle. There is a buffalo, and his name could be Trace, or he could be voiced by Trace Adkins. We're not sure yet. Now, since this is Southern mythology, I'll bring the mythology portion. You know what a trace is, right? Um, that's a three in Spanish. <laughs> yep, that is it. Um, it is also a term used for a trail or a road. So in, uh, in the Deep South, you have a place called the Natchez Trace, which is um, basically a road or an old pathway used in colonial times to get from Louisiana all the way up to Tennessee. And that was the main road. Okay, so what we're pitching is essentially almost, I don't want to say like a road trip movie, but maybe like an old school road trip like... Sacagawea and the other two story. So we could also put in some... Oh, you're doing the pour, so I'll just I'm, let you... Oh, I'm doing the pour. Hold on, do we want to get the ASMR on that? I don't think we do. <laughs> um, okay. But, so, maybe we take that we take that classic road trip and we add in a movie that I love, which is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Okay. Okay. It is... Th this is the first boy... To discover drugs from the Native Americans. This is the guy that brings peyote. Yes! From Mexico all the way to the New World in the colonies. Also, it, I forgot to mention this Christmas gift, but I would like to display for everyone at home the fact that I do have an official BS Glen Cairn. It is very nice. I hope you got me one, but you didn't. Nah, bud. Nah, bud. I didn't. Fuck you. Okay, so... If we're going off of that, we've kind of got our setting, which is, is there a specific trace you're wanting to walk up and down? I think that we can create our own. This is going to be, this is the actual Buffalo Trace. Okay. So the Buffalo Trace, I, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but Buffalo live in the middle of the country. Uh -huh. So they could probably just go wherever the fuck they wanted. So the Buffalo Trace could just be some migration pattern. Oh, wait, is the main character of this a sentient buffalo, or is it two humans? And it's voiced by John Cena, it's yes. <laughs> yes! Just like Ferdinand. This is Ferdinand's great-great-great-great-uncle twice removed. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it is his journeys across the Buffalo Trace. And what he brings back from the wilds of the native lands. 
Okay. And how he subjugates them and completely destroys their culture and appropriates it like we did. Well, Blake, I'm getting a... I, I guess now we can get into the nosing, because you're saying he wants to go claim something. <laughs> that is not his. It is not his, and... There's a uh, there's a very specific note I'm getting off of this one, and it's one I've gotten a lot. I'm getting like the traditional caramel, like the brown sugars, the oakiness, but oh, mm, yeah, mm, mm. a hint of orange. Could this buffalo be moving to Florida? Could it be a very old buffalo trying to move to Florida? So. <laughs> if he he's trying to move to Florida, yes, <laughs> but he gets caught in the other state that has oranges, and he ends up in Georgia. That's peaches. Wait, it's or is it a fucking? Is it a fucking um, whatever that man was who discovered America, Columbus? Is it a Columbus situation where he finds the peaches but thinks they're oranges? <laughs> okay, no, even let's go further with that. Like Columbus thought he found India, this buffalo thinks that he's found Florida, but it's actually Alabama, and we could just tie that all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. I kind of like this separate idea, because I do want to bring Florida into it, and I loved that peyote idea we initially had. What if this is the story of the first ever Florida man? This is the origin of the Florida man. He starts out as a humble buffalo herder, takes peyote one day, the buffalo definitely starts talking to him and tells him to go east. He's the first buffalo rancher in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a buffalo ranch in Florida. And he brings peyote with him, and then he starts to... And then... I wish there was, like, a cliff or something, and <laughs> and then he leads all the buffalo off the cliff on accident and is left with a singular buffalo and a peyote seed, and then he becomes, like, Johnny Peyote Seed and goes across Florida raising peyote, and that's what be begins the Florida man myth, is a... Florida man, Florida man leads her to buffalo off cliff. I've got... I've got a way that we can do that where we don't have to use a cliff because he's going to set his whole ass buffalo ranch up in a swamp okay. and they all get eaten by gators. Okay, okay. He leads the buffaloes to the water and they get eaten by... So hold on. This is not a Miami, Florida man. This is a panhandle, Florida man. But you don't think they have gators in the panhandle? Yeah. There's a lot of gators in the panhandle, bud. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think a Miami boy would have the crocodiles come after him, but I think a panhandler would have it. Well, he only gets the panhandle before they're all eaten, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, that's Buffalo Ranch 1. That's <laughs> And then once he has the peyote, that's when he t starts the quest down to Miami, Leaving peyote along the way, letting it rise, rise down the the shores of fucking Florida. Is that why there are so many Florida mans around today? Because there's peyote in the water? Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly how it starts. Now, here's the thing, though. I don't know how populated Florida was at this time. I feel like he then needs to like 
set up something to attract people down. Because mm-hmm. I... Oh my god. Okay. Scotty, do you know what this sweet, innocent buffalo herder's name is? Yes. Walt- Walter Disney. <laughs> Copy. Okay, remember the book. This is being published. We can't say Walt Disney. Okay, his name is Walter. Walt, but that's not the issue. The Walt is not the problem of the name Walt Disney. No, we just call him Walter and everybody fucking gets it. Everybody gets it. Okay, so I vote once he gets to a certain point of the panhandle. I do want us to always kind of come back. To this, because I I am going to try to keep the through line of the Georgia prison colony. I think that he goes up there and he gets a tribe of the craziest people. He throws an absolute rager in the Georgia prison colony. And he finds the craziest people from each colony and leads them down to Florida. So now to the prison... Do the colonists in the prison eat the buffaloes? And he just thinks they're the buffaloes now. (laughs) He's high on peyote. And he sees the spirits of the buffalo above him. And they slowly congeal and land in people. And that's how he chooses who's... This is like a Moses situation. He's leading his buffalo to the promised land. His buffalo all die. So then he gets high on peyote. He can see the spirits as they fly down into each of the individual people. Let my buffalo go. (laughs) Let my buffalo go. Jesus. Okay, this is good. This is good. Okay, we've still got... We gotta keep going, though. We gotta flesh out the story. This is this is a fucking anthology, Blake. Don't you forget it. <laughs> so, let's go into the taste. And uh, while I'm doing this, you vamp on something, I guess. Talk about your fucking tennis racket. <laughs> well, I thought it was really a great way for self-defense, because, you know, who's gonna come at you when you got a tennis racket? How's that taste? Mmm. Swishing. Mm. Got a little burn on the end of it, which we can probably use. Put a fire in there. Yeah, I bet fire could be a good, good, good theme. Cherries. It's very warming. So I think that does connect back to the Florida thing. There's a weird note on it, and I can't pick out what that is. Ooh. What is that? Is that just pure brown sugar? Oh, is it note. pure brown sugar? Do you? Is it pure brown sugar? Is me, there sugar? Florida's got sugar. Let me take another nip. <laughs> let me let me take another nip. I can't fucking with this. Just <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Okay, so I think we've got enough. I, I want the brown. How do we get the brown sugar into play? Does he fall in love with? Nope. No. <laughs> don't Stop. Like I was going. Go- no, there was no way. That no, was going no, to have I was, in- this is, I need you to understand me. I was being genuine when I was about to say, does he fall in love with someone who loves baking? But then as I said it, I was immediately like, oh no, oh no, oh no. No, I, I don't doubt that you had true intentions, but there is no way this could be taken in a good light. So let's just leave brown sugar out of this. I mean, she don't have to be called brown sugar. She could just use it in a lot of her recipes. <laughs> Her name is um oh uh, what's the wife's name from Courage the Cowardly Doll? Muriel. Muriel. So it's Muriel and Walter and then their tribe of maniacs. 
just slowly making their way down to Florida. What's their final resting place? Would it be Miami? No, they only get to Orlando. I'm still kind of with this idea. With the Walter idea? <laughs> they fi- They get to Orlando, which is absolutely nothing. Yes. At this point. And they're like, you know what? Let's clear out this land for this new little cult we've got. For the <laughs> cult of the buffalo. Oh, it's definitely got to be called the cult of the buffalo. So, okay, let's try to sum it up. Let's try to go from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We start off with a humble buffalo farmer who one day gets high on peyote. He discovers it. Oh, no, 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 no. His barn catches fire. That's where it is. Barn catches fire. He huffs the peyote. During it, he's now left without a home, nowhere to go. And then as he looks towards the animals, the animals begin speaking to him to go east. And that's where he uh, he leads them. Maybe there could be like three other people with him. Because otherwise this is one man leading a herd of buffalo down the fucking buffalo trace. He's already married to Muriel, let's say. Okay, I'm down with that. So she's one of them and they've got a couple of ranch hands called Blake and Scotty. Yep, that's us. That's where we are in the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they lead them down to... Uh, if if they're gonna keep going, I say we can stop in New Orleans. Stop in New Orleans, um, and then maybe they meet a voodoo priestess while in New Orleans that tells them that their destiny is not with the buffalo. So that's book one, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, their destiny is not with the buffalo. Their destiny is even further. And then it's essentially, the he's, he's a scam artist. He's a real scam artist. And so what he ends up doing is he steals the buffalo from them by saying that you need to move forward into Georgia. Moves forward into Georgia. And that's when he sees the spirits of the buffalo fly into the tro- the chosen ones. Because the chosen ones actually kill and eat the buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he leads them down. So three act part. Part one. <laughs> act one of it is the is all of the ranch. Act two is New Orleans. Act three is the chosen people. Act four is the trip down to Florida. Act five is what happens after they get into Orlando, and then there's subsequent what happens as a result of that. Right. So that's the... That's really where the meat of it comes. That's where he realizes what his destiny is, and that is to bring joy to the three people that live in Orlando with him. He forms the happiest place on Earth in Florida at that time. At that t- And it's called the Cult of the Buffalo. The Cult of the Buffalo, the happiest place on Earth. Um, there were numerous arguments during which all of the different crazy, what they now claimed to be called Florida men, would go across... <laughs> Florida and slowly inhabit it different places of it. And then that's where we get it's into It's like the Tower of fucking Babel. Yes, that's exactly what happens. Because it's not like there's one type of Florida man. There's the Gator Florida man. There's like the crazy Miami party Florida man. There's Disney fans, which, oh, fuck them. Um, there's, there's so many different kinds. And as we go on throughout the story, we tell the tales of all of the different men who are in his 
cult. And that's when you slowly realize like, oh no, this would be more of a Miami man. This would be more of a, uh, this would be more of like a Gator man. And then at the end, it's like they separated off into five tribes the Miami tribe, the Gator tribe, and so on. And that's kind of our denouement is explaining what happens at the end of it. I really can't wait for the Panhandle Man. Pan, Oh, that's Gator Man. That's Gator Man. Make no mistake. That's what Panhandle Man is, 100%. Oh, then which one's Trailer Man? Trailer Man? That's Southern Man. That's the one who moves, like, really close to Georgia, but doesn't make it all the way in. Mm-hmm. He really... actually, he's the one guy that doesn't like the beach, so he takes all of those with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they go. Um... So do we have a name for this story? Do we I don't want to call it after the whiskey because like Buffalo Trace sounds decent, but once we get into like fucking Evan Williams bottled in bond, we can't really name it all that. Uh we could call it uh Oh shit. The Cult of the Buffalo? That's not I bad. I like that. Yeah. Um Buffalo Rising. Buffalo Rising. <laughs> It's either going to be that or called Fear and Loathing in Florida. Buff and Loathing in Florida, yeah. Buff and <laughs> Loathing in Florida! <laughs> okay, so we've done it. We've come up with the first story in the Southern Mythology Anthology. We gotta come up with a better fucking name than that. Holy shit. Yep. <laughs> but of course... No one can buy it yet, but what if people want to support us? What if people want to support us on our quest to get out this brand new anthology of great southern stories? I think they're going to have to take a stop at the Shill Station. Ding, ding, Buffalo Herder. Welcome, Traveler. <laughs> you got some buffalo in there. What are you buying? Hope it's fucking buffalo. That's all we got. So much fucking buffalo. Welcome to Orlando, the buffaloest place on the planet. Yes. But Blakey T, I think I've already teased it a little bit, but if you want to support Southern mythology, if you want this book to come out... You can always support it in advance by picking up some awesome Southern Mythology merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. We've already got a Southern Mythology shirt, a hat, and Blake, I know you've already seen it, and I'm shocked you haven't ordered it yet, but we do have a Southern Mythology boozy sippy cup you can all get under the BS Network section at merch.aloadofpurebs.com in addition to merchandise for all your favorite BS Network programs. A load of BS has got stuff fight boys it's all available for you to check out at merch.aloadofpurebs.com we got cups we do have cups i i undercut the cups on this one i'm sorry we got um we got this is not how i wanted to start 2020 out scotty because we got cups in 2020 damn it i did we talked about the southern mythology cup cups i mean i we do need to figure out a way to, like, mass-produce these Glen Cairns, because I fucking love it. It's really nice. It would be a really great way to, like, just bring in the new year with your new Glen Cairns. Exactly. I do. All right. That's cool. How much whiskey you got left? Because you still got a whole pitch to go. Oh, I've got enough. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Wait. No, hold on. We've got to talk about how people can support us if they just don't want to buy cups, which is crazy to me. You fucking animals. 
If you love the show, if you want to give us some love, if you just want to come in and show your love, and if you want some exclusive content, go on over to patreon.com slash a load of BS. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's where you can come on, become a patron, become somebody like Gazi, Salty Frank. Uh, do you, how, is that it? That you got Salty Frank and Gazi? Those are the only ones that I know other than your dad and your mom. My mom and my dad, the podcast Radish and Associates Anonymous, they're all over there donating at patreon.com slash a load of BS, and that means they get access to exclusive shows from the network, like the Fight Boys Wrestling Society X, like Opposite Attractions show about the history of different theme park rides, and like our show, You Paid for This, where Blake and I watch terrible movies, and then we commentate over them. We just did, for Christmas, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, and fun fact, Gazi... Gazi messaged me and was like, this is the first one I ever actually listened to all the way. I'm gonna go back and watch the other ones. I'm like, yeah! That was, yeah... <laughs> It's, a uh, Grandma was pretty short, too, so, like, if you like that, if you want a place where you can start, like, that's pretty much what we do on that show. So, if you just, like, throw a couple bucks our way, you get all that. We did how many movies last year? We've done eight, and we're gonna be doing one a month next year, so twelve next year, too. Alright, do we know what we're doing? Because I can't remember if we talked about it. Um, I don't know. We've got, like, Avatar, The Last Airbender, the film version on there. We've got probably Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector again on there. No, please. We've got, we got quite a few things. For next Christmas, I know we talked about doing Santa Slay, the Goldberg fucking Santa movie. I really need that to happen. And if you want to get access to all of those upcoming things, you can get it at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck and is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. Introducing first, he is the bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore! And in the other corner, sporting the modest plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown. The plaid is plaid on the plaid. The man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid. Blake Tanner. I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. Oh, no, yeah, no, oh, that's oh, Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, <laughs> and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life. So, Blakey T, we've made one story in the anthology, but here's the thing. An anthology's not gonna just be, like, 12 dumb little stories. We gotta go hard. So, if we're gonna do this every every fucking month for the rest of the year, I figure we could have 25 by the end, but that means you gotta bring something to the table, too. But I don't, I don't know, do you enjoy whiskey? I don't know if you'll be able to really pick out and nose everything I did. You ain't got the Glen Cairn. I don't, I don't know if you can oh, do I've it. I've never been... I do have quite a wide tumbler, though. You so do? I'm just gonna, <laughs> so I'm just gonna kind of go ham on it with, like, one of the best whiskeys I've had in a while, honestly. Yeah. And you know it, too. Because this is the whiskey that we were given a an extra tasting of in Nashville a few weeks ago. This was uh, what we like to refer to as, was it Kyle? Kyle's gift. 
Yeah, this is Kyle's gift for Christmas. Which, uh, I'm not gonna cast any aspersions on what the story might become, but the title should be Kyle's Gift. <laughs> I really like that. Because we do, I think we kind of should go back and recap the story a little bit of what we learned when we were at this distillery. Yeah. But, um, I've chosen the Bill Mead Reserve Bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, by Greenbrier Distillery, although they outsource their bourbon, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um... Well, hold on. Almost every bourbon company outsources, so let's not be dicks about that. It's fine. They're just waiting to get their own production set up, because they do their own very good whiskey. Yeah. This is also cask strength, so this is one of the things that I'm like, ooh... I'm down with this. And I will say, cask strength, uh, many people will just be like, oh, that just means it's a higher proof. It does, like, increase flavor. It does make it taste a lot better. Yeah, it is a very strong flavor. Like, you don't get as much of that acrid, like, pure alcohol Mm -hmm. um, taste from, like, a higher proof whiskey. Which, by the way, this is 113 proof. Yeah. Which is probably why it's empty. And why I enjoy it so much. But that's a different story. So, um, see, how do we want to do this? I know the Bell Mead, like, their whole brand has got a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the story we learned at Nelson's was of Nelson's Distillery. But as Nelson went on, they also purchased Bell Mead bourbon. And once they restarted, they restarted the Bell Mead line as well. Yes, because um, the thing about the Nelsons is once they realized that their ancestor had started the Greenbrier Distillery and it was shut down by Prohibition, it was basically just, like, left in the wind. Like, nobody knew about it. The records were sealed, basically. After Prohibition, this this whole style and recipe for making whiskey had just disappeared. Until... These two entrepreneuring great-great-grandsons, or what the fuck ever, realized great-great-granddaddy made whiskey. Let's do it. Yeah. So fuck it. Um, and that's how the Greenbrier Distillery came back, and that is how they acquired Bellmead, and that is why we're here right now with this fantastic mm-hmm. bourbon. And Bellmead is actually... So, the why they... Half the reason they made Bellmead is the fact that it takes, like, five years to get a good whiskey off the shelf. So you have to have something to sell, and some companies will take their new make, which is just pre-aged whiskey, and they'll make gin out of it and shit like that. Instead, they sourced theirs from a company called MGP, which, like, every company ever sources from MGP. And so they made Bellmead with that, using, like, the exact mash bill that they used back in the day. So that's the story of Bellmead. We went a lot harder on whiskey history than I thought we would on this one. (laughs) It's, it really does have a close place in my heart after learning about it, so it's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. So, if we looked at the, um, at the label on the bottle, I mean, you've got these two horses that are just about to smash this barrel. Yeah. So. And it is, it is reserve. Could we do something? Well, you also have to think about how, like, how personalized each bottle is. Like, this bottle has its own bottle number written in it in pen. But could we... Could we do something reserved, like Native American reservations? Could this be, like, a story of, like, the first Native American who decided to bottle and sell fire water? I... 
Blake, you know, I'm, riding a, a, I'm riding a line right now, and I need you to tell me if I'm falling on the racist side. Because it's it's genuinely an interesting story to me, but also I don't want to be, a, like, a bad person. I, I'm kind of feeling the same thing that you are right now, because that sounds like a fucking interesting story. Exactly, right? But just don't call it Firewater. I think that's where it went over the line for me. <laughs> um... I also, the Native American's name is Kyle. <laughs> it's just Kyle. Okay, so what if we take a page from the Nelson's book? Okay. Where Kyle learns that he has a good bit of Native American ancestry in him. Okay. And he wants to learn more about where he came from. Oh, are you are you putting this modern day? Because I was definitely gonna do like classic, all like classic pre pre like eighteen hundred stories. Well, I think this is where the beauty of this pitch comes in because you can have the two timelines working together. So, like, you have the timeline of the ancestor coming off the reservation, realizing that he can make it in this capitalist society that's taken over everything that he's loved and cared about. Right. By just bottling, like, this special kind of drink that they've had. And the fact that, oh, they love it. Okay. They love it out here. So this, they, I this, can sell it. This feels a lot more like we're focusing, like, the first one was us doing our traditional BS brand goofs. And this one, I kind of feel like I love this idea of us telling a, a legitimate, almost mythological tale of how, like, the first bourbon was created. So you take, like, a, a Native American, a young Native American named Kyle, um, <laughs> who wants to transport his, his, I, it's fucking called firewater, <laughs> like across the across the nation so the he fireball put, of course fireball so he puts it on his back what does he put it in an oak cask and after all of this long traveling it's taken on the age and the flavor of the oak cask meaning that he has effectively made the first bourbon oh that's season one season Wait, one is kyle this is a fucking book <laughs> okay sorry that's act one fuck it Act one is him, like, on this arduous journey, taking these casks that he's bottled all the way over to, like, I don't know, Boston or whatever. And, um, so the time that it's taken for him to make this trip, the whiskey has aged to perfection. And he takes it and sells it, and everybody loves it. And this is, somehow he'll find out what, like, the meaning of the word whiskey or something. And, um, so he's gonna do it again. Act two is him remaking the process, and it's sucking because he hasn't let the whiskey age. Or, or alternate, alternatively, Kyle is not an Indian. <laughs> Kyle is a white man who stole it, put it on his back, took it to Boston. Got there, perfectly aged, everything is amazing. Tries to redo it again on his own. Fucking fails. Because he does not have the true spirit and true love that isn't required to make a decent bourbon. And the true dumb luck to not <laughs> let your bourbon age for long enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 It's not that. It's a matter of, like, as someone who makes bourbon myself, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ. I can tell you... That if I put fucking, like, Everclear in there, 
watered down Everclear, it will not taste the same coming out as having my fucking uncle's special moonshine going in there. You have to have the right liquid going in there or else it's always going to taste bad. So that's when he goes back and now we've got a fucking Dances with Wolves situation going on where he goes back to try to learn but at the same time, a fucking, like, army is trying to take over that land from the Native Americans. And he's like, absolutely not. So this is the army sent by Andrew Jackson, of course. The worst president. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so they fight. And the, hold, this is where, this is where, like, the first reservation comes from. Is from this. And that's why it's called... Bellmead Reserve. <laughs> so it comes from the reserve. So, like, they, they have to fail, of course. Yeah, But yeah. it's like, this is like the Act 2 or Act 3 failure. Oh, yeah, like, halfway through, like, like he's about to learn the secret of whiskey, and then the army attacks and takes wipes them out clean. Yeah, exactly. Like, most of them are sent away, he doesn't know where, and that's what his next goal is. He's got to find the secret. This is so much. <laughs> this is so much. Um, this is a lot. No, yeah. no, no. Okay, we gotta find a way around it a little bit. I don't like the idea of them all breaking apart, because that's gonna just take up way too much time. I like the idea of finding some way to force the United States to give them their first reservation. And the way they do it is through, like, the judge's love of bourbon. And the amenities like, oh, you've created this. Uh, you must have your own space to do this in. So what you're saying is, instead of completely committing genocide against the people, you have to convince them, Kyle has to convince them to just let them live on their own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kyle never kills. Kyle is a good man. But it's Kyle's gift to the white man <laughs> to bring them bourbon and it's kyle's creation from all of this so kyle works together with the native americans to create bourbon and from that he gets them a patent or a license or something and they have to do it on their own land so kyle gives them their own land oh so maybe kyle starts out as like the son of a landowner Oh, I could see that. I like that. Yeah, so, like, his father bought a lot of land that was originally going to the Native Americans. Wait, why originally? Well... No, it was it was originally gonna be a parking lot. <laughs> it was taken from the Native Americans, let's say. And, like, that's how he bought it. But he couldn't do anything with it because there's just tons of people living on it because it's their ancestral home. So Kyle eventually goes in and he's like, all right. This is your home. This is where you make this whiskey. I'm going to give it to you. You having fun there? Because you just had a weird smell experience. I had a very weird smell experience. So, because we were talking about Bell Mead that is from the Greenbrier Distillery, I decided to pour a bit of Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey. And for the first time, it exists. This is why I love whiskey. It never smells the same as the last time you smelled it. This shit smells like sweet tea. It smells <laughs> like sweet tea, Blake. It's, that's very interesting, because with my smell, I do get a lot of very sugary notes from it. Yeah. And it's almost chocolatey at Oh, times. you haven't reviewed your whiskey yet. Yeah. It's fine, because I've drank it all, so 
No, um, no, no. Well, I mean, you've got you don't have the best glass for smelling it. It does kind of just vomit all that uh, aroma into the air. Yeah, but it's it is kind of the the only way that I can describe it is my grandmother's sweet tea, which is very sweet. Like it's Nana's sweet tea right up in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Well, um, do we have a? Oh wait, Kyle's gift. That's the name for this one. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess once I get into the writing portion, I will give it less offensive fucking overtones. Like I'll figure it. Out. The the I feel like every episode we do this is gonna have a moment where I'm just gonna be like, "Fuck it, I'll figure it out." You mean like half this pitch? Half this pitch, just being like. Kyle's there, baby. Kyle's there and he ages it. It's good. <laughs> because, I mean, if you wanted to get real deep into it, I mean, what's the significance of, oh, a white man has to save the natives from their home? But you know what? I just, I don't know many Native Americans named Kyle. <laughs> That's why we gotta put Kyle in there. I feel really sorry for our one friend named Kyle. Yeah. It, it's him. It's him. But before we get into what was awesome this week, I do want to bring special, special attention to, in chat, Gastrotusol, who halfway through the show just busted in and made an entire episode for us. Beginning with, and I will, I will do a dramatic reading, Scotty and Blake, I have a pitch for you. A video game pitch for a load of BS. In this video game concept, I call it BS and the Dark Descent. A uh, quick author's note, I would like to change that to BS versus the Dark Descent, because BS versus is already a claimed brand. BS versus the Dark Descent would be a mostly open-world game with God of War-esque fighting mechanics. Fuck yes! All I can picture is me, buff, jacked as shit, muscles, tattoos, and Blake are those spinning weapons, and I'm just flinging them around in midair and people with him. No, no, no. Please, please tell tell me what you envision me as, too. No, no, no. You're the weapon. <laughs> You're on the edge of the fucking chain, and I'm whipping you around. With my big, strong muscles as I do karate. I would think that I'm more the old sensei character that dies halfway through. Well, uh, hold on. He continues. The story to BS versus The Dark Descent would be about Scotty and Blake going on a mining tour. But the two crash into a strange pit and into an alternate world in this strange cave. The two will fight beasts like Man Bats, Wendigo, The Dark Beast, and other unique and disturbing creatures. You will also be able to unlock hidden characters such as Captain Tibbs, who sends out a special attack by sending a ship, the Salty Frank, at your enemy. <laughs> there are times where I feel like we don't have fans, Blake. And then Gaster pimps up with all this shit, and I'm like, hell yeah, he's familiar with the lore. He's got gets the lore. It. He gets it. Um... I think this would be a really good fucking idea. I kind of want to make it into a tabletop game. Yep. And we can say that. I did send Gaster one of my throwaway email addresses to send um, his compiled pitch to so we could explore it later. Okay, I just tasted it. It tastes like cornbread. Blake, what is this that whiskey? Is really this whiskey. What, it... what whiskey? That's the, that's the Greenbrier, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm going through a weird phase right now. I don't know what's going on in my life. But this Tennessee whiskey tastes like Tennessee. It tastes like sweet tea and cornbread. 
All right. Also, by the way, my favorite comment in chat of all time is from Salty Frank, who after hearing about the Salty Frank attack just says, I'm a boat. <laughs> I'm a boat. <laughs> Let's see. Or there could be the silver spoon and his silver revolver as he blasts his foes away on a high moon. Or even yours truly, Gaster Two Souls, as an unlockable character in full-out World War One trench warrior gear. Gaster fucking into that World War One shit. I don't know why. I'm Gaster, I'm right there with you. I love me some Great War stuff. I know more about World War Two, but I can get into some World War One. I. I just looked at the chat and he just goes, I am not done. He's <laughs> not done. This game will also feature puzzles with a separate puzzle difficulty if you're extremely drunk on infinity whiskey. Fuck yeah, this dude gets it. Which, by the way, um, I don't know if you can see it behind me on the webcam. I do have, like, the shittiest fucking, like, um, decanter I've ever- Oh god, I almost dropped it. Uh, I've ever seen in my life. It was $1 on Wish.com. A bad picture of Dan Aykroyd is on the box. And I'm using it to make an infinity bottle of all the different BS moon whiskeys I make. That's got the same exact- Stopper modules as the one that you got me for Christmas last year. Yeah, uh, let's see. So, but you love the difficulty of fighting monsters. The final boss. You want to know about the final boss? Well, I'll tell you who it is. It's the King of Darkness, voiced by Adam Sandler. Jesus, I am the King of Darkness. It's a me, uncut gems in theaters now. <laughs> I'm really curious. Hold on. Off topic. Are are you as curious about uncut gems as I am? Purely because all the advertising is like, this is what will get Adam Sandler an Oscar. And I'm like, the fuck? It's Adam Sandler. I have, I've not even heard about this. You've not heard about Uncut Gems, the movie where Adam Sandler plays a fucking sketchy gem shop owner? It's very well reviewed. That's all I'll say about it. Yeah. <laughs> we will have side quests, hidden weapons, liquor is your health potion. This is one of those interesting movies where it's like, normally movies that I like are not really well reviewed by critics. Yeah. And really well reviewed by fans. This is the opposite. Do you know what Uncut Jim's tomato meter score is? For fans or for critics? Well, let's start with critics. What do you think it is? 86. 93. Damn, okay. Yeah. What do you think it is with the audience score? 53. Oh, one off, 54. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that tracks, actually. Well, it's also because it's like an artsy fucking A24 film, meaning that most audiences, not gonna get it. Not gonna be a big fan of it. I need to watch this. But Blakey T... We've done it. We've now done three pitches, two of which are going to go into an anthology about whiskey. But now I gotta ask you, what was awesome this week? I talked about it a lot at the start, but fucking clothes for Christmas, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, like, because, honestly, I shop for most of my Christmas gifts nowadays. Yeah, yeah. But getting all the clothes that I wanted and, like, being able to completely change over my wardrobe for part of it. Mm-hmm. It's really nice, because I've needed it for a while, because I wear the same ten plaid shirts. Yep, king of plaid, king of plaid style right there. So I got a lot of new plaid shirts. <laughs> it's gonna be 
It's going to be great. Well, my thing that's awesome this week, and I like we're rushing through this because we're like, we've done three pitches, we can't keep going. My thing that's awesome is something that I'm actually going to recommend to you to get on because we did talk about maybe doing like a monthly whiskey tasting where I like come up to your apartment or you come down here and we sample just a shit ton of whiskey and see what we like. Mm-hmm. I uh, I found an app that helps me find other people who enjoy whiskey, and it's called Distiller. And it is an app where you can go on, find, like, different whiskeys, or gin or anything, really, but I use it for whiskey. And you can add it to, like, a wish list, the stuff that's in your collection, the stuff that's your top shelf stuff, like, stuff you would only touch, like, once a month. And then you can review each individual tasting. So every time I try some whiskey, I will jump on there and review it and talk about it. And, like, after this, I'm gonna go on and talk about, like... The fact that I smelled fucking sweet tea for some reason in this drink and talk about, like, my experience with Buffalo Trace and stuff like that. So it's very, very interesting. I love Distiller a lot because it helps me kind of put my thoughts out there about how I feel about it. And people respond. Like, it's not just throwing stuff into the ether. Like, I've had multiple people, like, either comment on stuff or, like, like, like my reviews. And I'm like, oh, I'm good at this, I think. I'm not that, I'm very young in my whiskey experience, but okay, thank you. Thank you for the likes. Yep. I've literally just gone onto Reddit and found the whiskey subreddit because I don't know why I'm not part of it yet. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun finding your own like little whiskey area. Also, I joined the Whiskey Tribe, which is a uh, YouTube channel I really love watching. I found them through the Modern Rogue. I-, I love Whiskey Tribe. They have a Facebook group. I joined that, and I've been immediately welcomed in with like open arms of people like this guy's fucking funny about this. He's welcome. I'm like yeah, nice. Send this. Uh, send this whole episode. They'll like it. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I might. I don't know if it would be considered promotion, but I might do it. Um, so, Blake Tanner, we've talked about the brand new book from the BS Network, which is going to be premiering uh, probably in like a year, whenever we're done with all of this. We've talked about a brand new video game adventure, uh, what was awesome this week. So now, I guess all that's left is to tell people where they can find you on the internet. You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube because finally we released a video that I'm in, which is our compilation called We Suck at PUBG, which has been two years in the making because PUBG has not been relevant for an entire year now, but it's out there. I was curious about that one. I was like, okay, that's a choice. Okay, now I got flour. Now I just taste pure flour, like the baking ingredient flour off that whiskey. Okay, that was really weird. (laughs) But yeah, our PUBG video has been in the works for a long time, and uh, now the next one is going to be GTA V whenever that happens. Yeah. All right, well, you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E, M-O, you can find me on Distiller under the same name if you want to read how I feel about whiskeys. And, of course, remember to buy all my books on Amazon to prepare for the upcoming release of Southern Mythology, the book that's coming out in over 365 days. (laughs) So make sure to check out all of that and to check out all the other BS Network programs online at a load of purebs.com. In addition to the brand new show, Deviant, it is a show about space marines and piracy and all sorts of epic adventures. Blake's in it. I'm in it. It's a really, really fun time. Blake, how do you, how you loving it? How you loving being a audio drama superstar now? 
Oh, it's really fun because it's just the two of us getting together, reading the script and what, like, I need to read and just fucking around with it for a bit. <laughs> and of course, remember- We just, changed the whole character's name. We really did. We were just like, that sounds better. Fuck it. We'll do that. And of course, remember to support us, whether that be on Patreon, by picking up some merch at merch.loadofpurebs.com, or by just leaving us five stars on iTunes, Podchaser, wherever you get your podcast. And most importantly, just tell a friend who you think would love two jackasses talking about nothing. I know it's weird to just be like, hey, you should listen to a podcast, but do it. Tell them they need to listen to a load of B. Stop the show right now. Fucking text them, Beth. Do it. Do it! I'm looking at you! Come on, Dylan! Hold on, no, I know for a fact Dylan doesn't listen to this. Don't. I'm talking about the other Dylan. (laughs) And of course, until next time, remember to find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, and we will see you next week!